Hello and welcome to the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles Pickles and Homefield Apparel. A quick word on Homefield. Folks, we finally did it. My, me pestering them and you pestering them. Finally got them to do us an Alabama basketball shirt. Um, it's a great design. I'm excited to get mine. Got my order in on Saturday. Um, it debuted on, they came out on Saturday. They announced it right as we were tipping off against Oklahoma. Hopefully there's not a Homefield curse involved in this. Um, considerably lost on Saturday. But you can go to homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code BAMABEAT. If it's your first order, that'll get you 20%. Again, that's promo code BAMABEAT at homefieldapparel.com. Cecil, what's going on over there? Getting ready for a return to SEC play. And also, I guess we have some news about the podcast. Do we? About availability, that it'll be... Um, also available. Oh, it's yeah. available. Yes, it's also um, going to be available on the website now. Um, I forgot to mention that on the earlier podcast. Yes, so you can get them on TuscaloosaNews.com and ToddSports.com now as well. So, like, you know, sometimes maybe you don't want to use your phone and listen on, you know, the podcast app. You can go to um, ToddSports.com and you can just, you know, be at your workstation or whatever at work on your computer, listen at it through there. Um, so, since we last podcasted, it's been a little while. We weren't able to last week. We apologize. Um, Alabama's two and one, two and zero in SEC play. Got a win over over Kentucky, so finish a season sweep over them, and then a home win against Mississippi State in kind of a sluggish game that wasn't really fun to talk. Wouldn't really be that much fun to talk about anyway. Then went to Norman on Saturday, and um, you know just kind of just, I, I don't really know what to say. We're bang, we're a little banged up. You know they had two starters out too, so you can't really use that too much as an excuse. Um, but yeah, lost to a good team. It's gonna happen. We weren't gonna get. We weren't gonna win every game the rest of the year, so it happens. Um, kind of start off, um, which really y'all y'all have already talked about the Kentucky and Mississippi State games. Let's just kind of go straight into the into the Oklahoma game. I don't want to seem like I'm harping on a loss, but Cecil didn't have a t- ton of time today. It's not gonna be a long episode. So you know, Cecil talking about that Oklahoma game. You know, just kind of give us your thoughts on that. Well, taking all three games sort of grouped together, obviously the scouting report is out on Alabama. Teams aren't just going to sit back and let them fire away from three. Kentucky changed the way they defended, really slowed the tempo down, I thought, in in that game. Um, Oklahoma did the same uh, to to a a pretty large extent, really committed to guarding the, the perimeter, um, it, it highlights the absence of Jordan Bruner a little bit. Um, that was my big takeaway from the Kentucky game. Is it, it for yeah. sure? That was the first time that I was like, "Man, we need Bruner against, especially with a team that has length like that." And, and this, I thought it was the same against Oklahoma. Um, you know, he, he can score around the basket. He can move the ball. If if you, he gets a paint touch, he can kick it out. And and Reese did some of that. Reese did some of it, but Bruner's just better at it. Right, right. More experience, you know, more experienced from from playing so much more time at Yale than, than Alex played has played at Alabama. So um, it, it's it's a little bit different. Um, it, in one sense, uh, Alabama still did have a did have a chance against uh, against Oklahoma. Right, and, you know, led with what three minutes two forty nine. Yeah. Two, to go and um, couldn't score down the stretch. Yeah, missed a couple of layups. People are on um, Jalen Shackelford about missing 
a couple of layups in transition and and you can call them layups. You know, are, they for sure were weren't tough. bunnies. No, those were tough shots. And I, I thought if you listed, you know, the top five things that, that you'd want to correct about um, about that game, Shackelford wouldn't be one of your big problems, frankly. He was two right. for three from three. He made his free throws. He defended. Uh, so, so that wasn't, um, obviously, you know, people, the, the, the perennial make your layups, make your free throws. It's not as easy as it sounds, um, against really good athletes. And so, um, far more important to get off to a better start. The turnovers have early. More, yeah. Have more energy, not turn the ball over as much. Herb was not a hundred percent. Not close. And that's not an excuse. Oklahoma was down two starters. That's not the issue. We're talking about the game as it was played with the people who were who were available. Uh, But um, Herb was not at his his best, still filled up, you know, most of the most of the boxes on the stat sheet pretty nicely. Um, I thought Keon Ellis off the bench brought really good energy. Um, Rojas still didn't look a hundred percent by any stretch. I mean, only played seven minutes. Yeah, he's not. Um, and I think that's that lingering illness. He's just not. He's not ready yet. Right. And, and you know, Oklahoma was a was a tough matchup. And I, I thought that I thought that Hill for them played really well, uh, even though he wasn't one of their their leading scorers. But um, you know, they they. Slowed it down as as teams do. <laughs> this is not an excuse. This had minimal to do with the outcome of the game, but exactly exactly what they saw on Herb in the second half. Between I mean, the no, between the nose foul and, and the handing the, the ball to a guy and being called for a moving screen. I mean, you can call that on every handoff. And yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen it called where a guy didn't intentionally like at least stick a hip out or something. Yeah, the 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 nose foul. You know, I just thought that's a miss. You know, that that's that's a, a missed call. He, he got it wrong. He was that anticipating happened. a call. He's anticipating a call. Herb didn't, you know, follow through and make the contact. The only contact was the guy popping herb in the nose but you know you're going to get those you're, you're going to get those kind of missed calls but on the moving screen i did not understand what how he was interpreting that rule to make that call yeah, I, had, I frankly have i cannot think of a single time i have ever seen that particular play called an offensive foul yeah herb had three fouls and I thought all three of them were really, really cheap, especially the two that you that you talk of. Like in talking about the way we got started in the game, um, you had you know like I think four turnovers in the first four minutes, eight turnovers in the first eight, and yet somehow like you look up and we're like, well, hell, we're you know it's a tie game, right? And even got up in the second half. Sure, um, yeah, no, had a had a chance to had a chance to win, and and um, again, just just. Second you half, they tell that, the 12 one run, and you, but I was really proud of how our guys battled back from that and end up coming back to you know 
to I guess I think we tied the game. Maybe got down one at one point. Um, I thought, went on an eleven zero run. I thought one good thing, and Petty didn't shoot it well. Uh, Reese was three for ten, and and that's a lot of threes for him to be taken. But he was getting um, them. I don't. I didn't really but, have any problem with the shot selection. I didn't either. And and Primo was one for three, but they they didn't seem to panic and just start fogging up threes. Um, right. You know, not every single one was was exactly the shot that that you might want. Um, so. You know, you you had one from you had one from Rojas, one from Gary. Um, uh, you know, they got to try. Uh, Petty can shoot better, and and he uh, I thought his his effort was okay, but it was not his best game. Uh, Javon Quinterly seemed completely out of sorts. I don't know what the I, situation I don't know what with it him is. was. I was about to say he didn't even attempt the three. It was only over one from the field. Well, played 13, had a couple turnovers. Played thirteen minutes and just wasn't just wasn't productive at all. And really, uh, since he came back, he, he, he came back, he was, he was okay against Arkansas, was great against LSU, but, but whatever teams are doing with him, again, if they're, if they're guarding him more aggressively, if they're jamming up, and, and all three of the teams we talked about, Mississippi State, Kentucky, and Oklahoma, can really – wad around the basket and make it tough uh, for him. It's not a spread floor that that he likes to take advantage of, but um, he's, he's struggled in the last three games, frankly. Very much so. He hasn't really given us anything offensively. One, um, for, one for eight from twos, which he can make twos, and one for five from threes. Uh, assist turnover, seven, seven. You know, you'd like that to be better. Uh, so, so they've got to adjust, you know, he's got to play some, Herb can't play 40 minutes at the point. Um, so his, his bouncing back, um, he had a great game against LSU in Baton Rouge. Uh, his bouncing back is going to be, uh, important over this next stretch of games. And it's also important because, like you said, Herb can't play 40 minutes a game, but Herb probably didn't need to be playing 30 minutes a game at this point. We need to take a little uh, he, bit of his he, workload right. off. He, he needed to, out, you know, if you if you wanted to put a number on it, I'd say he, he his body had about 25 minutes in it against right. um, Oklahoma, and he played 37. And you can say, oh, well, let, why don't we just rest him and get him healthy? Well, like, the problem is so much of what he does, like it, he's you know guarding four, the four guy for most teams. Sometimes he's guarding the five. Um, with Bruner out, it just makes it even tougher to to not play her. And then especially with the way Quinterly's playing, like it, it, you got to play him some. Um, but you would like to see his workload go down a little bit. Um, I hate to harp on the turnovers, but it, this was our second highest turnover rate of the season. Um, but it, um, 22.8, and if you look at the four games Alabama's lost, there's one outlier. The Sanford game, our turnover rate was not that bad. But the three worst turnover rates we've had this year have been the Western Kentucky, Oklahoma, and Clemson games. And those are obviously three games that we've lost. So just really got to limit the turnovers. And a lot of that was really early. We still managed to keep ourselves in it. But you got to think if you don't turn the ball over early so much, you, may, you might get a lead, and then you never have to get in that situation. You get in later in the game. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Um, and we'll be back with more of the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles Pickles and Homefield Apparel. 
Welcome back to the Bama B Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Wickles Pickles and Home Field Apparel. I'm not going to do my traditional ad read that I normally do for Wickles. You know, I've heard that enough. I'm just going to share a personal experience. This Saturday morning, I decided I was going to wake up and cook breakfast before the game, 11 o'clock tip. So I knew I was going to do eggs and bacon, do some bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. And I got the Wickles jalapeno spread and used that on there and some crystal hot sauce as well. But, man, it was freaking amazing. So, yeah, you hear about the Wickles, but you also got to try their other products like the Cornichones, the um, jalapeno spread, the relishes, their sandwich relish or regular relish. Learn more about them at WicklesPickles.com and find them in your local store in the pickle aisle. All right, so a really big week coming up for Alabama. Um, You know, you've got a team that you've already beaten, but you beat the crap out of them. They're probably going to come in pretty hungry in um, LSU coming to town on Wednesday night. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Alabama doesn't make 23 threes. Um, I think that's, uh, that's probably likely. Um, but they're looking to, to, and in a different way, looking to regroup. They had their game in the SEC Big 12 Challenge won. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they had it won. They're up seven points um, with a little over a minute left. They were they they had a uh, and, Texas and, Tech had a 2.4 percent win probability <laughs> with a little over a minute remaining. And not only lose, but Texas Tech covers. Yeah, go in a 12-0 run. <laughs> go on a 12-0 run. Um, so. The one thing I, I noticed about it, well, I didn't get to see the whole game because a lot of games going on. And, of course, Alabama had played that morning. I was doing some work as well. So, um, Javante Smart had a great game for him, and he's capable of that. Cam Thomas, they're freshmen, and I'm, I'm interested in what you think about this. It is a really good scorer, really creates – but they have other weapons. They have other guys, Days, Watford, and Smart, basically. Wilkinson a little bit, but not so much. But but they have three other guys. And Cam Thomas does very little to get them involved. He He's kind of like a black hole. He shoots a lot. I mean, has and, had 20 field goal attempts against yeah, – and, uh, and down the stretch, you know, when, when they're trying to – suddenly they're down one, down three – I mean, it's all dribble and shoot. Mm-hmm. He does not let it go. Yeah, he had he had twenty five points. Yet still, his offensive rating wasn't even a hundred on Saturday because he I mean, shot so dang much and didn't really had zero rebounds, no assists. So, yeah, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't really do anything else for him. Um, and, and so I, I just wonder, um, you know, they miss having a Tremont water, and and that's a silly statement but I mean Tremont Waters is a pro player but um, you know it's it's a situation where I wonder how they're they're you know they score I mean they, he can score all four of those guys can score uh, but but um, I'll be interested to see how cohesive they are offensively um, Wednesday night because they, they need to to change a little bit of what they're doing. And of course they can't, they'll, they'll have to defend differently and they can do that. They, they don't have a, they do not have a Nas Reed. They don't have a shot blocker 
down there that's just going to wipe everything away. But, you know, Watford's, Watford's big and, and they've got big, thick guards. And, and so um, be interested to see how they defend. Then the next game will be on Saturday uh, as Alabama travels up to Missouri. This is probably our – I mean, Kim Palm would say it's our toughest game remaining. Um, gives us a 40% chance of winning – Oh, no, I'm sorry. It actually gives a 60% chance when it predicts right, us to win, right. but it's, it's our toughest one of those. And they're coming off a, uh, a loss to Auburn last week and then went to TCU – or they played TCU at home. Played TCU got up a, there, yeah. Got an got a overtime win, 102-98. Yeah, That's we're way of, down and not really a three-point shooting team, but made a bunch of threes to get back in the game. And gum, just look at, at the uh, – <laughs> the, let's see. Let's see. Missouri had with, let's see, with, I believe, four minutes left, had a 3.9% win, win probability. Yeah, I think TCU was at a le- up 11 at that point. Yeah. So, so wow. Uh, a, big, a big rally to help. Yeah, it was 82-71 with 3.56 left. Yeah, and they ended up coming back and taking it to overtime. Right. So, so um you know, certainly not the result Alabama wanted as a, as a single game. If you take it as a single entity, um, it's not going to hurt your seed. It's not, you know, a resume crashing loss. Um, and and with, th- with other things that have happened with Alabama's schedule and other teams, a couple of, like, I believe, um, I know Kentucky has moved into quadrant two, I believe. Some games have moved into different quadrants that make Alabama's resume, in fact, kind of look better than it did last week. Yeah, um, Alabama. Which obviously, Alabama's, obviously that's fluid. Yeah, their current net is ten, um, so that's that's fine. Um, pretty much everywhere yeah. I've seen most bracket bracketology <laughs> people have us currently two or three, more so two, but two or three, which uh, that's where we were before the Oklahoma loss. But this week's going to be big for that. Yeah, um, no idea what's happened to Clemson. Yeah, um, they like yeah, just I mean they were like a top ten Ken Palm team like in December. And and number one defensive team in the country, and I mean Duke just sliced them up, you know, and and I'm just not sure exactly why. I mean, you know, I, I don't follow them, don't see them enough. I, at this point, I'm trying to see every SEC game, and then you know, the AP vote. I'm trying to see the teams in the top ten, but um, yeah, they've fallen, uh, and. Uh, they're 60 in Kimpom today, and at, at one point um, this season, they were when they played Alabama, they were in the top 25. They were 20. Um, um, they just they've been, lost they've lost four or five, and just um, they've I, been I'm straight not, up butt in yeah, conference play. If you yeah, look at they're, their Kimpom conference only stuff. They're uh, 14th in offense and 13th in defense, and that ain't gonna get it done. They got they got to turn it around. Now their schedule's been tough. You know they've had Virginia, but you know Georgia Tech blew them out of the tub. Well, yeah, they're still know. gonna play tough teams. They got North Carolina 36, Syracuse 47, another game at Georgia Tech at 50. Now, it does get a yeah. little easier at the end, but yeah, yeah, they're um, they're sitting at four and five in the league, not really helping us out much. Not at all. So, yeah. um, you know. It, just that's just a random observation, but there's a, there's some other teams that are that are, you know, not not uh, Alabama's strength of schedule and net and all of that is 
is fine, um, even though uh, Stanford's starting to bounce back a little bit, play a little bit better. Um, you know that. So that loss is that's a that's a you know that's not a loss that hurts you either. Um, and actually, but, Western Kentucky's actually done pretty well for us as well. Western Kentucky is almost in the quadrant two territory, which would be nice. Yeah, the the three games. Well, it, it's too early. Alabama needs to play well against LSU and, and um, resume its conference winning streak. And that's that's what we'll focus on, and that's what we'll yeah. talk about that in the Missouri game yeah. next time. Yep, still sitting first place in the league at nine and zero, three game uh, three game cushion, but. That can that can change yeah, LSU is one of those teams that's three games back, so they can and make Missouri up full, as well. So yeah, they can make up a full game. Um, yeah, I hadn't heard yet what whether you know Missouri's supposed to play tomorrow night against Kentucky, and Kentucky's been on COVID hiatus. Well, I don't know if you've so, seen yet the Kentucky's the Kentucky Tennessee game's already been canceled for. Well, I, I don't. I hadn't heard that from the SEC office. Oh, somebody put out, oh, somebody okay. put out okay. that Tennessee was playing Gonzaga. Ah, and gotcha. I don't, I don't think that. I, I hadn't seen that from the league office, but I would. Tuesday would be a pretty quick turnaround. Kentucky don't must be playing them with no practice, and right. I wouldn't be surprised to see that turn into a Wednesday game, if not even a Thursday game. Right, uh, right. For Missouri, so. Well, we'll see how the game goes on Wednesday. Who knows? We might end up doing a podcast Thursday if it goes well. We'll see how things go. But appreciate you listening. This has been the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Wiggles Pickles and Homefield Apparel.